Welcome to Healing Treasures of Wisdom with Daniel Solomon. Nutritional balancing is a concept where your mind, body, and spirit are balanced. These can affect your lifestyle, habits, thought patterns, and behaviors. Through hair tissue mineral analysis and the science of nutritional balance, you'll learn about the biochemistry of the body and what it can do for you. Now, here is your host, Daniel Solomon. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Wherever you are in the four corners of the earth, I am Daniel Solomon, and this is Healing Treasures of Wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. This show is dedicated to the healing and the restoration of mankind, but especially for those who are called and chosen to enter into the coming age of prosperity and peace. There will be a specific and dedicated focus on disease prevention and correction, especially with childhood disease prevention and correction, along with the overall health and wellness of our spirit, soul, and body. For it is our children and our lineage who will inherit the earth upon our departure. Therefore, it behooves us as adults to take care of ourselves and to invest in healing ourselves and our children that we may reap great reward. So my website uh, is humandevelopmenttodayandbeyond.com. You can contact me through there, humandevelopmenttodayandbeyond.com. That's also the uh, name or the title of my book, Human Development Today and Beyond. Uh, You can also message me on Facebook and contact me if you would like to start a nutritional balancing program. Um, You can also purchase my book via the website or lulu.com. Um, I myself am a nutritional balancing practitioner, uh, former school teacher, former military officer, and construction worker. Um, Nutritional balancing is a uh, a very intricate and it's a very specific science using a hair hair analysis. And what we do is we run all your mineral levels, we run your toxins, and we can see exactly what's going on in your body. And we develop a supplement program and a diet program that's going to help balance your mineral levels and your mineral ratios. But also some of the things that we talk about on this show are other modalities of healing. And today we have a special guest, Dr. Dawson Church, and he's going to talk about something that's very, very intriguing to me. Okay, He's in the arena of energy medicine. Uh, Dr. Dawson Church, he is a health writer and a researcher who has edited and authored a number of books in the fields of health, psychology, and spirituality. Uh, His principal work is the book, The Genie in Your Genes, okay, which reviews research linking consciousness, emotion, and gene expression. We've talked about some things related to the conscious, the emotions, and the rearing of children, so we're going to get, we're going to hit this from a different perspective today. He's also published many scientific papers and peer-reviewed journals. He's collaborated with scholars at various universities on outcome studies of post-traumatic stress disorder, depression, and anxiety. He's the editor of the peer-reviewed journal Energy Psychology, Theory, Research, and Treatment, and general manager of Energy Psychology Press, which maintains a research bibliography and case history of EFT Universe your Emotional Freedom Technique universe, one of the most visited alternative medicine sites on the web. He's also a blogger for the Huffington Post and an 
app reviewer of the APE, a mental health mobile phone application review database. It's a lot of stuff. You've been doing this a lot of years, so I welcome you uh, to the show, Dr. Church. Well, I'm so pleased to be here, and I especially appreciate your emphasis on children, because you're so right that if we are able to offer them a path to a stress-free and balanced life, then our whole future is different. So thank you so much for that, that vision you have. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and oh, the vision started with, um, with my son, with both of my children. I have a daughter and a son, and uh, my son was born with sickle cell. And um, we noticed, and I noticed, that not only just me putting him on a nutritional balancing program really helped him, but also just having um, creating the right emotional environment for him also helped dramatically. So we're going to get into um, some of those things on how the consciousness and how the emotions affect the the body and the and the person. Uh, so what sparked you to study energy medicine? I know you've you've been at this for many decades, um, and you started during a time where before the internet and before a lot of this research on the conscious. Um, became popular. So um, what sparked you to study this? Yeah, and initially there was little or no research in these types of techniques. So I first learned a energy medicine technique called attunement when I was in my teenage years. And I, I saw remarkable things happen, Daniel, when people would use this. It looks a lot like laying out of hands in the Christian tradition. So people use, it like, looks like Reiki, Jorei in the Japanese tradition, and so people use their hands and they have intent toward the person being healed. And I saw absolutely remarkable healings happen. I saw wounds close up, we saw headaches go away, we saw people recover from various kinds of diseases, and so that was my introduction to energy medicine. But it was never thought to be scientific, and so if you go back to the 1980s, uh, you'll see that there, there was an increasingly big divide between energy therapies and science. And um, medicine increasingly became about drugs. Uh, psychological medicine especially became much, much more about prescribing than about psychotherapy. And so rather than people sitting in the therapist's office and doing talk therapy, they would just get a, a uh, prescription drug. And so there was this big shift away from all kinds of behavioral therapies and certainly energy therapies in the 1980s. And then the pendulum began to turn because, especially with mindful meditation, there was increasing research on mindfulness. And it showed, first of all, it showed changes in psychology. So things like anxiety, depression, symptoms went down considerably just from becoming mindful. And then there followed research into the physical correlates of that. And it turned out that when you're mindful, when you use some of these uh, energy medicine methods like acupressure and um, uh, other kinds of energy therapies, that it's producing powerful effects on the body. And we now know, just to leap way ahead to the latest research, we now know that your stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline are affected by these practices like meditation, like acupuncture. We know that your genes, like those that code for those hormones, are changing in response to this. And so there's an exciting new field of research now looking down deep 
at what's going on in the body and in your cells when you when you meditate, when you use these energy therapies. And it turns out they're having radical effects at the level of your cells and the level of your genome. So that's really the, the most exciting new frontier in research. Oh, wow. Okay. So um, now, are they, they are measuring, you say, this new research. They are measuring these things with um, machines? Or how are, how are they able to um, measure these changes? The technology has come an enormous distance in the last few years, and in two research studies that I've been involved with recently, gene expression is saliva. And so it's not which genes you have that is the only factor to consider, it's which, which genes are active. And um, roughly 85% of the genome is um, activated in conjunction with the environment. So, for example, just a simple example, um, when it gets to be late in the day, late at night, you start to feel tired and you get ready for bed. When, it, when it, it's 6, 7, 8 a.m. in the morning, you start to feel lively and you get up. Those, those, those circadian rhythms are governed by genes called clock genes. And the Nobel Prize for Medicine was won this, this, this year by two of the researchers who helped elucidate the mechanisms of action of those clock genes. So... An example of a gene being engaged by the environment. When the sun comes up, when it's warmer, then those clock genes turn on and tell us to get up in the morning, and the, the opposite happens at night. When you're hungry, certain genes turn on, and so you'll start to produce hormones and enzymes that have to do with digestion, that have to do with hunger, that have to do with seeking food. And um, the most intriguing class of genes for me is our stress genes. And these turn on in response to danger. And they are extremely powerful in that when your body gets a signal from those stress genes to make those hormones like adrenaline and cortisol, then it shifts. Those are master hormones. They actually shift the production of hundreds of proteins, of hormones, of genes all over your body. And when you're stressed, you have a, an enormous change in your biology. That's why you, you know, when, when somebody says something that annoys you, you might feel um, like a punch in the gut, or you might feel your throat constrict, or people who are nervous or who are having some kind of anxiety, like performance anxiety, might have their throat dry up, or they may, they may cry. All of these things are the result of those stress genes producing changes all over our body. And so that's been my focus of study for the last 10 years, is those stress genes and what turns them on and what turns them off. So this is, this is the newest frontier of research, and we're now seeing what effect these energy therapies have in the body. Wow. Okay. So you know, we're talking about the environment and these stress genes. So for instance, um, I live a, you know, pretty busy life as most in, in the West do. Um, and a lot of different stresses work and different things like that. Now, how does some of the, how does consciousness or you said mindfulness, how do, what, how does that reduce the level of adrenaline and cortisol that you were talking about and how long does it last? It can reduce those levels of those stress hormones dramatically. And um, what we found, for example, we did a study last year of people at a one-week retreat. And the retreat was at a conference center called Esalen on the coast of California. And we measured a whole group of physical markers 
of health as well as psychological ones. So we're measuring anxiety and depression. And there have been over 100 studies of EFT for those kinds of uh, conditions. And EFT simply is, is acupressure. Acu- EFT uses pressure on these acupuncture points. And um, while people are remembering a bad automatic memory, they apply acupressure. It's very calming and soothing. And so they calm down and their stress response reduces. And so we measured people's, not only their level of psychological stress, like anxiety, depression, and PTSD, we also measured their, their physiology. We measured their heart rate, their heart, heart coherence, their pulse rate, their, um, their levels of immune hormones like salivary immunoglobulins, and also their cortisol levels. And cortisol is a really key marker because it's stable. If you measure somebody's cortisol on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday at the same time, it's going to be in a very narrow range. So some, some hormones jump around a lot, and they're hard to measure or hard to get any kind of meaningful result. But cortisol, it's easier because it tends to be stable day in, day out at the same time of day. And so we measured their baseline cortisol. What, what was the body's baseline production of cortisol? And we found that, to our astonishment, that between the beginning of the retreat and a week later at the end of the retreat, their baseline cortisol had dropped by 49%. So that's a massive change in their body's resources. Also, when your cortisol drops, when your stress hormones drop, then your levels of beneficial hormones rise. So we found that uh, just as their stress levels dropped and their cortisol levels dropped, their stress hormones hormones dropped, their immunity hormones skyrocketed, and they had a huge increase in this hormone called salivary immunoglobulin A. And immunoglobulins are incredibly important uh, substances. They're in all of our mucous membranes. They uh, are found in our nasal passages or all through our gut. And what they do is they protect our body against bacteria, viruses, and pollutants. And so when you have a strong immune system, you're making a lot of immunoglobulins and you're very resistant, you're resilient in the face of infectious disease. If you have low levels of immunoglobulins, then every time there are bacteria and viruses and pollutants in the air, you're much more susceptible to them. So we found that both the, those stress hormones decreased and those beneficial immunoglobulins shot way up. So we're now measuring these types of changes, and it turns out that they aren't minor. They aren't... Um, uh, 3%, 5%, 2%, they're in the double digits and they're producing enormous changes on the body, which has in turn has big implications both for our health and our longevity. So this is really exciting to be able to give these, show these medical effects of reducing our stress levels. Yeah, and especially is very exciting when you actually have the documentation, you're testing these things and it is undeniable. It's no longer just, you know, some uh, people in the woods and uh, chanting, you know, like they want to pic- want to picture it. But it's actually scientific. You guys are measuring everything and you're showing it. And I make a connection to nutritional balancing because we, you know, we do the same thing. We try to put the, well, the way we describe it is putting the body in a more parasympathetic state of the nervous system instead of being in the fight or flight sympathetic state all the time and as you described once you get those stress levels down then the healing and the immune building hormones and chemicals are able to take over so that's amazing 
real quick, um, where does what is the origins of EFT or um, emotional freedom technique? How far back do you know that it goes? We know that acupuncture was used and known, and these points were understood by human beings as a tool in healing. We know that they were understood and used for healing at least 5,000 years ago. So for wow. at least, yeah, least 5,000 years. Uh, and that's not just in... Uh, in Oriental cultures, like, you know, we think about acupuncture coming from China, but actually we have evidence from Europe, Central Europe, that people knew about acupuncture points 5,000 years ago. So uh, it's been around for a long time, and people have been using needles or just pressure on the points for thousands and thousands of years. And then a bunch of pioneering psychiatrists and therapists in the 1970s began to think, you know, what would happen if we applied acupuncture for not just physical disease, but for psychological distress. And they found that um, there's a famous story. It uh, was one of the pivotal guys. Hold on, uh, Dr. Church. Hold that story. Uh, We're going to take a break here, and we'll come back, and you'll finish that story. Um, Again, we're here with uh, Dr. Dawson Church. We're talking about emotional freedom technique and how consciousness affects our health. Uh, We'll be right back with this dynamic interview. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. The Daniel Berry Sickle Cell Foundation was developed to support those that have this genetic disease. Named for Daniel Berry, a child who, after nutritional balancing, including a special diet, supplements, and a hair mineral test, has been free of sickle cell attacks and body stress that previously had triggered these attacks. We can't do this alone and need your support, donations, and positive messages. Visit the Daniel Berry Sickle Cell Foundation website at humandevelopmenttodayandbeyond.com and click Sickle Cell Foundation. That's human development today and beyond.com and click Sickle Cell Foundation. Visit human development today and beyond.com for information about Daniel Solomon's book, which is available both at the site and at lulu.com. Daniel also offers services such as hair tissue mineral analysis. You can find information on starting your own nutritional balancing program. And Daniel also offers numerology readings for you and your family including children. The website is the same as the title of Daniel's book, humandevelopmenttodayandbeyond.com. Again, humandevelopmenttodayandbeyond.com. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Real Life Solutions, Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Healing Treasures of Wisdom with Daniel Solomon. We'd love to hear from you on today's program. Please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email directly through Daniel's website at humandevelopmenttodayandbeyond.com. Now back to Healing Treasures of Wisdom. All right, and we're back. Healing Treasures of Wisdom. I'm your host, Daniel Solomon. 
Um, today we're talking about uh, emotional freedom technique, EFT, um, using uh, acupressure points or acupuncture points. Uh, we have our guest, Dr. Dawson, um, been a researcher in this field for many decades and one of the leaders in the country, actually in, in the world um, in, this, in these studies. Um, and we left off, we're talking about, um, you know, some of the experiences um, that Dr. Church has had in emotional freedom technique. And you just go ahead and pick up where you left off with your uh, story, Dr. Church. Yeah, this is a very early story of healing. It happened in the early 1980s. And a clinical psychologist called Roger Callahan had been reading up on acupuncture and acupressure. And he had a client called Mary. And Mary had a fear of water. And he'd been trying everything he could think of from his psychology background to cure her. And he had um, a pool near his, his home office. So they'd look out over the pool. And she was so terrified, she couldn't even walk close to the pool. So this was like the, te- the big test. She had this water phobia, had had the water phobia for many, many years, most of her life. And so one day he was working with her, and he just thought, you know, let's see if this acupressure thing can have any effect. And he tapped with his fingertip on the end of her stomach meridian, and there are 14 meridians in acupuncture theory. His energy flows go through the body, and he just tapped on this one point, and she then announced that her fear of water was gone. He just tapped that one time on one particular acupuncture point. It's actually under the pupil of the eye. And um, her fear of water was gone. She was able to walk up to the pool, stick her feet in the pool, had no fear of water at all, was able to go home, take a bath, which she'd never been able to do before. All kinds of changes. He was amazed at that. So he was one of the pioneers in, in this. But it, it happens now in all, all the time. Like I was at... Um, and it's, I teach at all the leading institutes in the U.S. as well as in Europe. And uh, I was teaching at one a couple of weeks ago, and I worked with a young lady who had some traumatic stress from an encounter with a really rude man on a train. And so I worked with her on this, this, this memory, and this we, call, we use a technique called the movie technique. So it was this movie playing in her mind of the man on the train being impolite. And so I then said to her, how... Does that make you feel thinking about the man on the train? She said, I have this really sinking feeling in my gut. So I asked her, what happened as a child that gave you that same feeling? She said, my parents fought a lot. And I had to describe one event where her father shoved her mother so hard that he broke her mom through a door. She just, he just shattered the door with, as he threw her mom at the door. And um, so we did acupressure tapping on that one event. Now, she, her numbers went way down. She had a very, very high level of trigger, emotional triggering because not only do you get stressed when you have a bad event experience, you get stressed when you remember a bad experience. So this, this memory alone can drive your cortisol numbers, your adrenaline levels very much higher. And so she completely chilled out and calmed down as we applied acupressure to that childhood event. And when she then went back and thought about the man on the train, she had compassion for him, that he was you know, just such a kind of a disturbed person. And so her whole story around her present life stress had changed when she worked on her childhood. But the cool thing about this, Daniel, is that this is, this is a woman maybe 33, 34 years old. There was another mm-hmm. woman sitting next to her who was in her 70s, and this other woman was very frail. She walked on a cane. She had a lot of hip problems, uh, joint issues. 
and she walked with pain. She always had her cane with her. She like put her cane forward, then take one halting step, then a cane forward, take another halting step. So she was totally dependent on her cane. And later that day, I saw her strolling down the hallway at the Institute, and no cane. I said, where's your cane? And she said, ever since I sat next to that girl and you did EFT with her, I haven't needed it. I don't have any pain. I can, I can walk. <laughs> so wow. uh, in, in EFT, we call that borrowing benefits. There's a, there's, a whole, uh, there's a whole protocol around it. But when you watch somebody, we have these wonderful things in our brains called mirror neurons. And so when you see somebody healing, that is a healing effect on you. And it's wonderful to see the whole room full of people heal when you work with one person. Another example of another live workshop recently, I was working on somebody with a chocolate addiction. And there were many people in the room who had very high levels of cravings for chocolate. Once we got done, she had not only did she have no craving for chocolate, she actually had a revulsion against, I mean, she was able to smell the chemicals and the fillers and all the junk there are in commercial candy. So not only did she not want, want the candy, but everyone at the end of the day, when we were doing this, got up and left and hugged each other and walked out of the workshop. This was in a live workshop I was teaching. And the whole room was full of the candy we'd been using to have them work on their cravings. No one wanted it anymore. They just got up and left and walked out, and there was all this candy strewn around the room. So people work for cravings, work for weight loss, work, work, but all of those things have an element of stress to them. And you deal with the stress, and suddenly people's whole picture and their behavior changes radically. So I love these simple, easy, behavioral, free, um, simple self-help techniques because they're so much more uh, practical than trying to medicate everything, all, all of our symptoms away. We do need medication sometimes, but um, often it's just stress that's taking us to go see the doctor or putting us in the hospital. So this is one of those really simple and easy stress reduction techniques we can use ourselves. Absolutely. So now when you're leading somebody through an EFT um, session, um, you're combining the uh, acupressure points you're touching with taking the person back to a specific event. Is that uh, those two things always combined when you're doing a EFT session? Yes. We find a specific event because we find that problems, general problems like anxiety, lack of self-esteem, procrastination, these are general issues. And they, even though somebody might say, my problem is low self-esteem, my problem is anxiety, their problem did not begin as anxiety. Their problem began with an event. It began with dad pushing mom through a door. It began by being bullied in school. It began by being part of a large family and mom and dad not having enough time to attend to your needs. So there are always specific events that you can find, and we work on those. We find that if you do that successfully, then the big picture patterns change. So there's a real focus in EFT on finding those events, and then you apply acupressure while you're remembering them. We, we, it's important to remember them. You have to actually remember the bad stuff. So in our nonprofit work now, we work with almost 20,000 veterans, and those 20,000 veterans and their spouses doing EFT, we've also done six randomized controlled trials, and we found that the average reduction in PTSD symptoms is 64%, so massive drops in symptoms, and those veterans are working through the bomb blast in Iraq, the assault that happened when I was a child, 
uh, seeing my brother beaten up when I was in high school, uh, the terrible divorce I had, the car crash, uh, then maybe more combat memories. And so all of these things, we just work through those memories, those terrible memories, one after another using acupressure and EFT. And when we do that successfully with all the events, then that generalized pattern of whatever it is, procrastination or anxiety or poor self-esteem, all those big patterns change as you shift those childhood events. Wow. Okay. So many of these things um, stem, and I'm sure they do, from from childhood. I did a show earlier um, weeks ago about um, raising children um, in a stable and a loving home and how that affects the uh, chakras or what I call the soul centers. Um, How that, if it's in a negative home, then you're going to have all types of problems in your chakras, which not only affect your personality and your essence, but your physical um, organs, your physical glands and in and, and all of your systems. So um, you guys have seen that as well, yes? In Kaiser Permanente's giant adverse childhood experiences study, the researchers looked at 17,400 adults and they found that those that had bad stuff in their childhood that they hadn't healed, hadn't come to terms with, uh, adverse experiences like a parent who was addicted, a parent, parents getting divorced, um, parents were violent and so on, that they had higher levels of cancer, heart disease, diabetes, suicide attempts, hepatitis, obesity, all kinds of adult problems, medical problems linked to childhood stress. So it's not true that time heals all wounds. It doesn't. And unless you go in there and find those things, and effectively remove the emotional charge behind them, they can come back and haunt you later on as medical problems. Wow, that is that that is amazing. That's what we, um, you know, people who don't even know anything about science, they refer to as family curses or generational curses. Um, we'll, we'll we'll get into the epigenetics here in a minute, but before I forget. Um, do you get, does your organization uh, train um, other practitioners? Uh, or people who want yeah. to learn to be become practitioners? We do. We train hundreds of practitioners every year, and um, we train them in two things. We have an energy psychology training, which is the broad field of energy healing. Then we have an EFT training as well, which is an intensive training in EFT. And our, our practitioners, Daniel, are amazing. Um, as I watch them work, as they send us case histories, as they describe clients they work with, they are doing remarkable things. One of them, for example, worked with, uh, with a woman who was uh, an ambulance driver, and she was disabled. She had such severe PTSD, she couldn't work anymore. And this, this ambulance driver, this EMT, described a, a childhood event that was shattering for her. She'd been five years old going to school for the first time, and she had to walk to school along the banks of a canal from her home to the school. And each day she did this. And then one day as she was walking to school, a nine-year-old boy began to bully her. And eventually he began to hit her and she kicked him. She pushed him away. He kept coming at her. And then she um, kicked him hard and he fell into the canal and drowned. And she never told anyone in her life about this. And finally she talked about this during her session with her practitioner. And 
she was only 28 years old, but she had all kinds of physical problems, fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue. She had severe PTSD, and she was classified as disabled. Now, that's a terrible fate to overtake you at 28 years old. After she tapped on that terrible event with a boy at the age of five, she then completely recovered. And in our fibromyalgia research, we find many people now totally recover from these autoimmune diseases like psoriasis, like chronic fatigue, like fibromyalgia, like lupus, after they deal with the emotional components of their experience. These are powerful physical therapies, not just emotional remedies. Wow. Okay. So where are... um where are the institutions? Um, is it online? you have schools uh, in the U.S.? Or where do you train your uh, practitioners? It's online, but we okay. have also do require classroom training. We found that unless you have people sitting in the classroom working face-to-face with other, other students, they don't get the full impact of the work. And, again, we're, we're, we're often working with severe PTSD and other conditions, so we need to have people highly trained. So through my organization, EFT Universe, we, we, we have this, uh, this very high-level training. We're the only training organization accredited for uh, continuing medical education for the American Medical Association, for the American Psych- Psychological Association, the, the American Nurses Credentialing Commission. We're the only organization whose trainings are accredited in all these ways because our, our work is evidence-based and all these organizations know that this kind of work is based in very, very solid science. Wow, absolutely. Okay, so let's get into um, a little bit of epigenetics here. We've got a few, couple minutes before the break, but you mentioned about the, the lady having all these severe issues at the age of 28, and obviously this event that happened in her life was the catalyst behind that. So what are epigenetics, and how do these events or emotions get lodged or stuck into it? I think about maybe is it when I hear epigenetics, I think, is that our soul? Is that our spirit? Or, or, or is it actually physical, tangible? What is epigenetics? Epigenetics is a change in our gene expression, which genes are turned on, which genes are turned off, that is coming from outside the cell or outside the body. And so, for example, if you remember a bad event, like that, that woman remembering the, the, the attack of a nine-year-old boy and him drowning. If you remember that, just that alone can have an epigenetic effect turning on your cortisol and adrenaline genes. So at the time when there's a real stress, then you have an appropriate rise in cortisol. But if you're remembering it later on, then you're having that rise in cortisol epigenetically, purely by consciousness, purely by thought. Your, your, your emotions, your thoughts, your consciousness about the event are producing a rise in those stress hormones, but there's no actual threat. And so we're meant to have high cortisol and a lot of adrenaline when we're running away from the barking dog or when we're um, getting out of danger, when you're, say, you're on the, the, the freeway and there's, there's somebody driving in a crazy way and you have to, like, change lanes. That's appropriate stress response. But most of us, Daniel, are stuck in high cortisol and high adrenaline and high stress mode when there's nothing bad happening. You know, I've, I'll, I'll be, it happens to me as well. I have to, I have to meditate every day. I have to tap off and, because I'll be having a, just a you know, wonderful Saturday afternoon and I'll be sitting out there in the, on, on the deck, but I'll start thinking about it 
piece of work that's overdue that I need to get into the office on Monday, and I'll stress myself out. We all do this, and that's inappropriate stress, and that's epigenetically turning on those stress hormones. Absolutely. I, yeah, I, I definitely do that. And it was a lot worse when I was younger. I was one of those people that had anxiety and just used to get nervous for no apparent reason. I remember being in high school and, you know, I played basketball and stuff like that. And I'd be nervous about a basketball game like a whole day before the game. And it was just it was it was just terrible. But yes, the, the meditation does help. And um, we'll kind of talk about that once we get back from the break, um, what type of meditation you use. Um, we'll get ready to take a break here in a minute. Um, we'll t- I want to talk about um, our sickle cell organization. Um, you can go to my website, Human Development Today and Beyond. Um, we are working uh, with the Center for Development with uh, Dr. Larry Wilson. Um, we've collaborated to form a sickle cell project. Um, so if you'd like to donate to that, you can go to humandevelopmenttodayandbeyond.com. Uh, you can also pick up my book, Human Development Today and Beyond. Um, a big focus is on nutritional balancing, um, balancing the mineral levels and ratios of the body, and removing toxins, removing heavy metals from the body that cause many, many ailments. Um, so we'll be back here in just a couple minutes. Um, we're with Dr. Dawson Church, an emotional freedom technique specialist and one of the leaders in this science across the world. So we'll be back here in a minute, and we will continue our dynamic interview. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. The Daniel Berry Sickle Cell Foundation was developed to support those that have this genetic disease. Named for Daniel Berry, a child who, after nutritional balancing, including a special diet, supplements, and a hair mineral test, has been free of sickle cell attacks and body stress that previously had triggered these attacks. We can't do this alone and need your support, donations, and positive messages. Visit the Daniel Berry Sickle Cell Foundation website at humandevelopmenttodayandbeyond.com and click Sickle Cell Foundation. That's human development today and beyond.com and click Sickle Cell Foundation. Visit human development today and beyond.com for information about Daniel Solomon's book, which is available both at the site and at lulu.com. Daniel also offers services such as hair tissue mineral analysis. You can find information on starting your own nutritional balancing program. And Daniel also offers numerology readings for you and your family including children. The website is the same as the title of Daniel's book, humandevelopmenttodayandbeyond.com. Again, humandevelopmenttodayandbeyond.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Healing Treasures of Wisdom with Daniel Solomon. 
We'd love to hear from you on today's program. Please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email directly through Daniel's website at humandevelopmenttodayandbeyond.com. Now back to Healing Treasures of Wisdom. All right, and we're back to Healing Treasures of Wisdom. I'm your host, Daniel Solomon. And today's lesson, we're talking to Dr. Dawson Church, uh, expert in emotional freedom technique. And uh, before we get back into uh, the discussion, um, Dr. Church, give everybody your uh, contact information or anything that you would like the audience to know about upcoming events or anything you want our audience to know. Yeah, I appreciate that, Daniel. Thank you. And the main way to get in touch with me and learn about all of these things is my website, Dawson, my first name, D-A-W-S-O-N, DawsonGift.com, and that will give you a free copy of the EFT mini-manual, as well as a link to our practitioners and a link to our live workshops, as well as information on some of our online programs, like we have one for weight loss, we have one for family relationships, we have a bunch of online uh, resources as well, and all of that's at DawsonGift.com. So if you just go to that one place, DawsonGift.com, you can find information about our Veteran Stress Project, about our upcoming classes, and also find a practitioner and download a bunch of free resources. Because if you just do it, you know, we, try, we try to get people to just, just try this stuff one time, Daniel. We know if they do, that they'll feel a shift in their body, and then they'll be encouraged to, to use it again. So that's the, that's the place to go. Absolutely. Okay, great, great. So we were talking about, um, you were talking about meditation and how that you, um, when you do the emotional freedom technique, you also combine that uh, with meditation in your you know, daily life. Uh, so particularly what type of meditation do you do? Because there are different ones. What type do you um, support? There are lots of different styles of meditation. There's actually a book called by some uh, friends of mine called EFT for Meditators, and it's a really great book, and they, t- they go over the different styles there. And personally, I use a kind of meditation called eco-meditation, which is a physically-based meditation, and so it doesn't require that people believe anything. So if somebody has, has, has a faith, then it'll certainly help their sense of connection with the higher power, but even if somebody does not have a faith or is agnostic, then uh, they can use this. And it's simply a, a set of breathing exercises and physical postures that signal your body to go into deep relaxation. And so uh, that's what I use myself. And again, those instructions are all at that DawsonGift.com website. And uh, so I, I believe that, that meditation is, um, well, meditation has been shown to produce huge beneficial changes in the body. And so as we're now researching it, for example, we're using M- uh, MRIs, EEGs, other kinds of sophisticated imaging, we're seeing big changes in the body in those who meditate, especially those who meditate for a while. But what I think is the most exciting new um, part of the research is I, I'm, I'm writing a new book, which will be pub- published by Hay House next year, and it's called Mind Matter, The Astonishing Science of How Our Brains Create Material Reality. And it's especially focused on how your brain creates your body. And research is showing that when you meditate, that it produces profound changes in your brain. In one study at Monash University, they had one of their um, practitioners do an eight-week meditation course. So again, eight weeks of mindfulness. Now, I want to just say it again, emphasize that time frame, 
eight weeks, so only two months of mindfulness meditation. And when they measured his brain volume before and after that eight weeks, they found that the hippocampus, especially the part of the hippocampus in the midbrain that governs emotional regulation, this is the part of your brain that helps you not get upset, not get stressed, not get um, mad at people around you, not have road rage, not have impatience at work. That part of the brain it's called the dentate gyrus. They found that the dentate gyrus grew in eight weeks. It grew by 23%. So you can be changing your brain, the hardware of the way your brain works, the cells in your brain, the neurons and the clusters of neurons that fire, 23% in eight weeks. It's that pervasive. That, 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 um, it's having a big effect on your body when you meditate. And so I, I'm a, a huge believer, not just in reducing your stress using EFT now and then, but daily meditation, daily EFT, and over time it's producing a whole new neural network inside your skull. Wow, that's amazing. That motivates me to meditate more because you know, I'm a proponent of meditation. <laughs> but, you know, when you're so busy, you know, I, I, I may do it a few minutes a day, but, you know, I need to up it. I need to up it because I want to grow that hippocampus. So how long do you uh, – <laughs> yeah, exactly. How long do you, um, do you advocate for people to meditate per day? Is it, you know, an hour, 30 minutes, or what do you think is, is, is really good for development? Well, the good news is that um, with eco-meditation, this technique I've developed and now we're studying, we only we find that, that you know, 15, 20 minutes is plenty. You start to, to find beneficial changes happening then. What, what is so good about eco-meditation is that uh, it doesn't take long to get into this, this deep state. And so when you sit and begin, um, for example, I, I, I lead people on retreats sometimes. I'm doing a, a New Year's retreat in Hawaii. We'll have... We'll have uh, about 20 people in a retreat center for seven days. And the initial day, it'll take them about four minutes to get into that deep state. And so if you only do a 15-minute meditation, then 11 minutes of it is in that deep state. And that's just on day one. By day three of our, it's called a life vision retreat in Hawaii, because it's focused on finding and downloading your highest possible life vision. But by day three, we're, we're measuring people, we're hooked up to EEGs, we're doing medical testing with them. By day three, Daniel, they're in that state in 90 seconds. So they sit down, close their eyes, and 90 seconds later, they're in deep heart coherence. Their blood pressure's gone down. Their pulse rate has gone down. Their cortisol is dropping. Their immunoglobulins are rising. Their anxiety and depression is subsiding. All these things are happening, and it happens in 90 seconds with just a few days of practice. So it's amazing what shifts people can encounter. And they don't need a, you know, to have that hour. Some other kinds of meditation take a long time to do. But, you know, if I tell a woman who has you know, four kids and uh, is caring for a household that she's going to spend you know, 90 minutes of meditation every day, it's not going to happen. But right. you can do it in 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and it's really going to have a big effect on your health. Not only that, it's going to reset your set point for cortisol, reset your serotonin and dopamine set points in your neurotransmitters. It's going to have all kinds of effects in your body that make you feel good all day long. Our research shows that just a few minutes of meditation actually boosts your immune system for up to seven hours. So all kinds of good things happen, and then your set points start to change. Wow, wow. Okay. 
So now let's let's move on to where we're talking about um, epigenetics or generationally passing on certain traumas. Because I've always been a proponent of it. I've always believed in it because it's obvious. You can see certain families have the same cycles and the same problems and the same addictions and all of the same negative behaviors. So when one has these traumas, it's obviously passed on. So once a person does the emotional freedom technique and begins to release these traumas, does that stop? Can that stop the generational curse or the negative cycle in the family? One of the uh, really interesting ways this shows up, Daniel, is in the studies of the gene expression of Holocaust survivors. So uh, we know when people have these shattering emotional experiences, like the Holocaust, it produces changes in gene expression. And so they have higher levels of cancer, higher levels of heart disease, and other kinds of, of, of ailments later on. Uh, people who've been through war, Vietnam veterans, have much higher rates of heart disease and cancer than the general population. So, and there are epigenetic changes that are associated with these diseases. But what's really, um, I was going to say, fascinating, it, it's actually more like disturbing, is that when researchers look at their children and even their grandchildren, they have some of those same epigenetic changes even though they weren't in Vietnam, well, they weren't in the Holocaust. And so uh, these epigenetic tags can get passed down from generation to generation. In one mouse study, they taught mice to fear the scent of cherry blossoms. And this is an epigenetic change that happened in the hippocampus of the brain. They found that the offspring of those mice then feared cherry blossoms, even though they never had any of the conditioning to fear them that their parents had had. Not only that, the, the next generation feared them as well, and the next and the next. Seven generations later, those mice had the epigenetic tag of fearing that cherry blossom scent, even though they'd never, I mean, seven generations before, they, they'd been exposed to, to shocks and um, adverse associations to that scent. So our errors, our um, experiences, our trauma, our stress tends to perpetuate itself generation by generation unless we put a stop to it. And that's why I say, meaning of the show, that I so love your emphasis on doing this children. Because if you can put a stop to your unconscious behavior, your harmful behavior, your traumatized behavior, then you don't pass it on to your children. They don't get traumatized. And then they have a chance of not traumatizing their children. And then the whole world changes. Yeah, absolutely. It takes, you know, one generation, you know, can, uh, can change the world. So Yes. Um, so when you're going through this technique, uh, say you just have a, a new client uh, that comes into your office, um, walk us through what you would do, um, you know, kind of from beginning to the end using um, your, your technique. You are such thoughtful, separate questions, Daniel, so I appreciate that. And that's a good one. And so mm -hmm. the first thing we'll do is we'll talk about what stresses them. And the second thing we'll do is guide them back using their body. I'm a huge believer in the wisdom of the body. And um, what happens when we get traumatized is we tend to, especially early in life, and there's a lot of research now on what's called developmental trauma, people getting traumatized early in life, but we tend to then bury those experiences and we, we, we don't even remember them. 
And so what we do is we guide people into how they feel. So you talk about the bad thing that happened now. In that earlier example, it was the man on the train. So this woman was really disturbed by the behavior of this, uh, this obnoxious man on the train. And we never worked on the man on the train. So she'd come in, she might come into the office and say, I'm going to work on this man on the train. So we don't do that. We, we, we look at her, her physical sensations. What do you feel in your gut, in your body, in your forehead, in your shoulders? And we then have her discover the earliest time she felt that physical sensation. And that led her back to dad slamming mom through a door. So we then work on that early childhood stuff. And then when that's been successful, the adult patterns change. In our veteran stress project, we've now treated those up almost 20,000 veterans and their spouses over the last 10 years. We have veterans bring in lists of things that bothered them. So they're going to just write down a whole long list of, you know, I had this experience in my first deployment. I had this experience in combat. I had a terrible experience with uh, someone in my unit. I had military sexual trauma, whatever it might be. They're listing all of these bad things. And we simply mechanically then work through the list using applying EFT to them one after the other. Then six sessions, just six one-hour sessions of EFT, their levels of PTSD drop by an average of 64%. So huge changes in symptoms as a result of doing that. And that's how we then go on to work very efficiently, very quickly with people with any kind of other uh, psychological or physical distress. Wow, okay. So now... Can people, because uh, I've seen um, I've seen videos on YouTube uh, of people doing it to themselves. Can people, you know, after they go through the initial, you know, uh, sessions and they begin getting better, um, and then they want to, you know, start doing it on their own because it's not as frequent. Can can they do that, or uh, is there any oh, yeah. videos yeah. on? Okay. Yeah, by by all means, do it yourself. So that's why I say go to DawsonGift.com, my website. Mm-hmm. There you'll, you'll download the EFT mini manual. You can find EFT on a page, just a one-page instruction sheet at the very back of the manual, and just use it yourself. So what you'll find is that on, on certain things that are easier, uh, certain patterns that aren't that entrenched, you'll find yourself being be able to tap on your acupressure points and release those old behaviors very, very quickly. But if you have something like a long-term pattern of self-sabotage, if you, uh, a good example is addictions, cravings, and obesity. Uh, two-thirds of the U.S. population, actually about 70% now, are either overweight or obese. And uh, people need this. And research shows that people who learn EFT are able to shed the weight and then keep on losing weight long-term. And so if you have a problem like that, we recommend that you work with a practitioner. You can do it yourself, but you're, it's much more efficient to find somebody who can just guide you through the process. So yes and yes. Uh, for simple things, use it yourself. Go to DawsonGift.com, download the mini-manual, and try it yourself. For complicated things, uh, self-sabotage, autoimmune diseases, um, patterns of eating, patterns of drinking, patterns of craving, it's really worth it to find a practitioner and work with that person. Okay. And your practitioners, um, are they all across the country or mainly they're in California? They're all over the the U.S. and also all over Mm -hmm. the world. We have people in Europe. We have practitioners in Australia, actually quite a large group in Australia. We have them in Central and South America. So uh, I think think there are elements of our website and um, 
18 different languages. So there's a ton of wow. EFT. We estimate about 20 million people all over the world do use EFT. So it's a, it's a big community. Wow, that's amazing. Well, th- this has been an, a dynamic interview. I'm going to have to I'm gonna, I, you're making me want to be a practitioner. I'm going to have to try to uh, <laughs> uh, I, lo- I love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be a new practitioner. So we love uh, to have you. Absolutely. Well, um you got a little less than a minute. Just go ahead and uh, give your website, give your information uh, one more time and um we'll go ahead and close out. So again, you can get the EFT mini manual at DawsonGift.com, and that's just my name, D-A-W-S-O-N, DawsonGift.com, as well as the meditation instructions, all the practitioners, and access to all of our wonderful workshops all over the world, which are happening on a regular basis. So I'd invite you to go there and just take care of yourself. Love yourself enough to try this and see how it feels in your body. All right, awesome. Uh, that, that concludes another episode of Healing Treasures of Wisdom with your host, Daniel Solomon. And today we had Dr. Dawson Church, a specialist in emotional freedom technique and meditation. Um, so we'll definitely try to have you back on. And we I definitely appreciate you coming on and blessing us with your uh, lots of wisdom. Thank you very much. I love being here. Let's talk about EFT and spirituality next time. Uh, absolutely. Outstanding. All right, guys, we will talk to you. We will see you again next week. Thank you for listening this week to Healing Treasures of Wisdom. Please join your host, Daniel Solomon, again next Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a great week.